Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that we are alive unto you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercies. We thank you for your generosity. We thank you for not giving up on us. We thank you that you leave the 99 to find the one. We thank you that we can call you our Father. And most importantly, we thank you that you call us your children. We pray. And may Christ alone be exalted in our discussion tonight in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. We thank God for such an awesome time to share fellowship in His Word. And most importantly, we thank God that He made this day. Therefore, we have every reason to rejoice and be glad in it. I hope you are joyful throughout this year because there's indeed a God who rules and reigns in the affairs of your life. So tonight we want to begin a short series, hopefully to be a two or three part series. And it's quite a word I think that God has for us in this season. Let's look at the scripture in Mark chapter 13, verse 37. You know, sometimes when you start studying something in the Bible, um, almost like if you are studying that thing, it's like every portion of scripture you turn to, you begin to find um, revi, as we will say it over here, or you begin to find those topics in those verse so maybe you are studying about let's say faith now almost every portion of scripture if god is teaching you about faith almost every portion of scripture i begin to see the message i just remembered um let's say about a week or two ago i went to minister somewhere about a very strange topic if i should say but as i was preparing i realized that ah, this topic is not that strange in fact it is scattered throughout the bible like almost every verse I went to, every story in the Old Testament, every passage of scripture was talking about that. And I'm like, ah, and I've never come across this topic. Such is with tonight's message. And tonight our discussion is titled, Watch, Watch. This is a word that has appeared about 43 times in the New Testament alone. Now we want to look at our main scripture, Mark 13, 37, which is our scripture that we are hoping that each and every one of us would memorize as we go on. Mark 13, 37. In fact, Mark alone has this word, I think one of the highest number of times in all the Gospels, if I'm right. Either Mark or Luke. Mark 13, 37. And I read, And what I say to you, I say to all, watch. Our Lord and Savior Jesus is the one speaking. And he said that, What I'm telling to you, my disciples, those he was talking to in the immediate context, is the same thing he's telling us. So you can't play around, oh, their culture, their setting was different. When it was written to the church in Asia Minor, we are in the church in Ghana, or it was written to the disciples at the first century Christians, not for us. He says that what he tells the first century Christians, he's telling us the hundred century Christians <laughs> that watch. But let's just read the passage a bit so that we appreciate the watch that he's saying. So let's just start from Mark 13, verse 28. Jesus is ministry to me. He said, Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When her branches is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, ye know that the summer is near. So ye in like manner, when ye see these events come to pass, know that know that it is nigh, even at the doors. 
Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be done. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. But of that day and of that hour, no man knoweth, not the angels in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take heed, watch and pray, for ye know not when the time is. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey, who left his house and gave authority to his servants, and to every man his work, and commanded the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh, and at, and at evening or midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he finds you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all, watch. It's a very instructive word from God. And it's a word that God has laid upon our heart that he wants to tell us, watch. And Jesus is speaking, he's saying that the main reason why you need to watch or you need to be watchful is because you don't know the times of the Father. But let's look at the word watch. Watch has several meanings. And most of the time, even though it depends on the context, that will give it a more rich meaning. So he said that be awake. So even in this parable, he said that, at least when the master comes, he shall find you sleeping. He can come in the evening, he can come at midnight, he can come in the morning, he can come anytime. But when he comes, he doesn't want to find you sleeping. He says, be awake, be vigilant, stay alert, be on the lookout, be attentive, take heed, observe, be careful, and to keep an eye. So when Jesus is saying that, what I say to you, I say for a watch. In other words, he's saying, stay awake. In other words, he's saying, be vigilant be alert be on the lookout be attentive take heed keep an eye out of and observe and this is god's instruction to us and let's just look at is it it's not just our lord and savior jesus that gives us these words but let's just look at several scriptures tonight is just the first episode we want to just lay the foundation then we'll build upon it god willing next week now let's go to second timothy chapter 4 verse 5 papa paul is speaking to baratimothy he says but you but you watch in all situations endure hardship do the work of an evangelist discharge all the duties of your ministry but the first part this is but you watch in all situations it's an instruction to the body of christ watch in all situations there is never a season in your life where you should not be attentive and you know why but let's just look at this is to convince you that you need to be a watchful believer now let's go to colossians Colossians chapter 4 verse 2, Papa Paul is speaking here again and he says, Colossians 4 verse 2, he says, continue in prayer and watch in the same as you are praying. He says, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Jesus has told us to watch. Paul has told us twice so far to watch. Let's look again in Acts chapter 20 and verse number 31. He's saying that therefore watch and remember that the space of three years I cease not to warn every man night and day with tears. And now, brethren, I commend you unto God. So let's let's be from the first that also of your own self shall men arise, speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Therefore, watch. Therefore, watch. Let's look at another scripture in First Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13. It says, Watch ye. Stand fast in the faith. Watch ye. Stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men 
and be strong. He says, walk ye, stand fast in the faith. Let's just read one more scripture, then we go into the, the perusal of this watch. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. He said, Pray always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplications for all the saints. Ah, you see. I never really took notice of this instruction or watch. But when I did, I am finding it everywhere. <laughs> God is saying that watch. So now if you go and obviously I'm sure we are all aware of the scripture in Matthew. When Jesus went to pray in the garden, he came back and he found them sleeping. He says, could you not watch with me for just an hour? Watch and pray. lest you enter into temptation. Tonight and this episode, we want to peruse the watch. So now let's go back to Mark 13, verse 37. They came to ask Jesus, how will we know when all these fantastic things are saying will come to pass? Then Jesus said, look at them and said, when you look at the clouds, you are able to predict the weather. When you look at the fact that in this particular season, the trees begin to shed off their leaves, you are able to tell the season of life you are in. But you cannot tell the season where the Son of Man will be coming. Was asking them a question. He said that when you are able to look at the weather and predict, oh, now I should sow my seeds, now I should harvest, now I should store, now I should do this. Why are you behaving as though you are ignorant concerning the coming of the Son of Man? But he said that, well, even though I do not fully agree with your question, there is some truth to it. Because when it comes to the timings of the Father, he said that no man knoweth. He said the angels in heaven do not know. He referred to himself, I, the son of God, I also do not know. It's only the Father that knows. You remember in Acts chapter 1, after Jesus resurrected, he was about to ascend into heaven. The disciples asked him that, are you now coming to restore the kingdom back to Jerusalem? And this guy was like, my friend, I'm not here on a political mission. However, it is not for you to know the times that the Father has set in his own jurisdiction, but ye shall receive power. So, what principle is God or Jesus teaching us here? He's simply saying that you won't know the timings of God. The only thing you can do is to always be on the lookout for God. He's saying that you won't know the exact time. You can predict the seasons, looking at happenings around. So, looking at wars and rumors of wars, looking at famine, looking at tough times, you can predict that we are getting to where we are in the end times. But you won't know the exact moment because it can be in the morning, afternoon, evening. It can be any time. But you should not be concerned about the moment. What you should be concerned is about whether you are on the lookout or not. Because what is us if God finds us unattentive, if God finds us asleep, if God finds us not on the lookout, the reason why we pay heed to this instruction is because number one, so we are going to learn about five or six things what we need to watch about. When this is what, what, what? One, we need to be attentive because we don't know the timings of the Father. It's as they say, you don't know when opportunity is going to come. But if you are somebody on the lookout, you would know when the right season, what we call, when the Kairos moment of life has come. That's why I love the man called David. Because all along that David was in the wilderness, he knew that God was preparing him for something more than fighting lions and bear in the wilderness. 
So he was always on the lookout for God. So when the, the prophet Samuel came to anoint him, David was not surprised because in the wilderness, he knew that God had destined something great for him. He did not really know the time. He did not really know the place. He did not really know what exactly it was, but there were stirrings in his heart. That's why he said in the Psalmist that my heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things touching the king. All the time he was in the wilderness, he knew that God was preparing him for something. He didn't exactly know what it was, but he was always on the lookout because he knows that in one moment, everything can change about his life. And that moment happened when on a normal day, his father called him to go on an errand to his brothers. Now, look at this boy, David. He, uh, he woke up as every day, took his bath, brushing his teeth and singing that, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. He took the basket with wonderful rice and stew. He packed, you know, when we were a bit younger, we had the baskets when we were going to school for what we call our day. Our parents would prepare jollof for us. Then there's a basket, you know, put a napkin, you know, put Fanta, the glass bottle. So this guy prepared lunch for his brothers who were in a military base or a military camp because an enemy was terrorizing the people. Now, when this guy got there, he said, ah, why are you allowing these giants to worry your life? Now, how do we know that David was on the lookout? It was because this guy went to ask around what will be done for the man who shall kill Goliath. So David was not just interested in killing God for killing Goliath's sake, but David noticed that, no, this is the opportunity that God has been preparing me for. But let me be sure, let me, be, let me know the reward. Then they told him that, ah, the king will give you his daughter. Your family will be exempted from being taxed the rest of your life. David knew that this was the moment that God was preparing me. The reason why many of us we miss out on God is because we always miss out on the supernatural. It's because we are not expectant. We are not on the lookout for God. I love what my friends would tell me. My female friend, whenever she's going out, she always dresses well. She do makeup and Charlie. And I asked her, ah, don't you get tired when you're always, you spend hours in dressing. She always says something. I don't want to be a foolish virgin. <laughs> she says, I am a wise virgin. <laughs> because remember the story about the parable about the wise virgin. They took extra oil. So this woman is, this my friend was saying she's a wise virgin because she knows that she doesn't know the moment, the time, the place, the arena where she meet her Mr. Right. So every day she must be on point because that day in the trot that day in the queue going to buy a gobet, that day on her way to work, that day in the wedding at funeral, at class, she can meet Mr. Right anywhere and she doesn't want to miss him. She doesn't want to put the wrong image out there. She's always on the lookout for Mr. Right. And God is saying, in, or Jesus told us in Mark 13 verse 37, what I say to you, I say to all, watch. God is saying that you need to be on the lookout for what God is doing in your life, in your nation, in your church and all that concerns you because you can easily miss out on that opportunity you have been praying all your life. You can easily miss out on that opportunity you have been preparing all your life for. David did not miss it. So he knew that ah, this Goliath is my breakthrough. Ah, how many of us would have seen Goliath as a breakthrough? Some of us would have been angry that God, I you make me king, you have anointed me as king. But he knew that kings, they slay giants. If you want to be a king in those days, you need to be a man of valor. You need to be a warrior. And Papa David knew that, Charlie, if I had said I've been anointed as king, 
I must leave this dragon. I must leave this giant. So when he faced Goliath, look at the confessions of his. In fact, before he even met Goliath, he met Saul. And Saul was like, young man, what are you doing? He says, I am a young boy, but I look after my father's sheep in the wilderness. And whenever a lion and a bear attacks the sheep, I always slay it with my hands. Meaning that this guy unconsciously, unconsciously knew that the lion and the bear he was slaying was a training process for Goliath and more. So he was quick to make reference to his past experience because he knew that those experiences were not in vain because God was preparing for something more. You see, that's why many of us, and you get to that part too, the things you are supposed to watch, you are supposed to watch over yourself. That's also one of the things. You should be attentive of the lessons God is teaching you. It gives you an indication where he's taking you to. I've given you a, a slice of God in the next week's podcast. So David was aware that this Goliath moment is the moment that Kairos would, and he did not slack. He went before David and said, you come with me with swords and spear, but I come in the name. Look at the audacity of this guy because he was watchful. He was on the lookout for God. You see, that's why I always like this thing to say that the supernatural always happens in the midst of the natural. And that's why many of us will miss our breakthrough. I always give the story of Moses when he received this call from God. Bushfires was not anything mysterious in the wilderness. But the Bible said, and Moses noticed that and he turned aside. All along as Moses was in the wilderness looking after his father-in-law's sheep, he knew right from the time in Pharaoh or the time in the palace that there was something more to his life. That is why he chose rather to suffer with the afflictions of the Israelites than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a while. He was convinced that there's something about his life in relation to the Israelites. He was always on the lookout. So when he saw the burning bush, the Bible said, and he turned aside because this guy was for 40 years expecting a call and a move from God. Watch. Many of us will miss it because we are not watchful. We are not on the lookout for God. We have been praying for that breakthrough. We have been praying for Mr. Wright, for Mrs. Wright, for that opportunity. Many of us will miss it because mostly that supernatural opportunity comes in the midst of ordinariness. How many people saw Mary and Joseph when they were going to their hometown? And you can just imagine the innkeeper when he did, when he told them that there was no space. I'm sure if, if it was him in my mind, well, because of culture is different, but I would say, ah, old man Joseph, I'm going to impregnate this small girl. You two, when we are going to impregnate her and marry her, you do not have money. You are now looking for accommodation. Yeah? That's how you say it in Ghana. Before you marry, make sure you have a job, make sure you have accommodation. So imagine Joseph, you don't have a, a house in your hometown. You two say, I'm going to marry. What is that? But if only the innkeeper knew the baby this woman was carrying. Ah. So Jesus is that you don't know the timings of the father. You don't know when that moment, when that turning point in your life is. Therefore, watch. You need to be on the lookout for that breakthrough. Because for many of us, we are just obsessed about praying for it, fasting for it, sowing for it, decreeing for it, declaring for it. And God gives us our Goliath and we just chicken out before Goliath. 
we just chicken out before that opportunity. We don't even recognize it because we are not watchful. I always tell people that I am expectant of the miracles every day. That is why for me, I like when unknown numbers call me. In fact, I didn't know that it was a thing, that people don't pick numbers they have not seen. I said, hey, the kind of breakthrough I want, <laughs> my contacts cannot give me that breakthrough. <laughs> so whenever an unknown number is calling me, I'm always full of excitement because I'm hoping that one of that call will be, hello, Sam, you have been made the president of America. I say, yes. <laughs> that is the kind of expectancy I have every day. So don't see any day of your life as an ordinary day. Because listen, that email, that call will come back on an ordinary day. And everybody who has experienced the generosity of God, they were always on the lookout. Look at the woman with the, the woman at the well. You know what she told Jesus? She said, I know a prophet will come. You see, she was not, you see, God didn't just speak her for picking her sick or because she had, had five husbands. But let's, let's look at that scripture in John chapter 3. So you appreciate that this woman was not just chosen by God for choosing sin, but she knew the scriptures about a coming of a certain prophet. So she was expectant of it. He says, let's go to in John chapter 4. Let's start from, from verse 13. Now, Jesus has asked this woman to give water. And this was like, Charlie, don't you know we, me and you, we don't talk because of our tribe. Then as Jesus, a very awkward statement. Then you are giving the woman ready. If you know who I was, you will rather be asking me for water. Of course, she doesn't know who you are. Hey, Mr. Jesus, but let's come verse 30. Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whosoever drinks the water I give to him, I will never test. Indeed, the water I give them will be a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Now, verse 30, the woman said, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty. So that I won't keep coming here to draw water. You see, God is talking about spiritual things. This woman is thinking about the water she is drinking. And this is the way most of us will behave. When God is giving us indications of our future, we are still scrabbling over beggarly and weak things. That is why we are stealing at work. We are doing petty, petty things. Because when God is giving you nations, you are fighting over iPhone and laptops. Mercy. Verse 16. Go back and call your husband. Verse 17, I have no husband. Just as you are right. Then Jesus gives a word of knowledge. Now verse 19, look at what the woman says. Sir, the woman said, I can see you are a prophet. <laughs> he says, the way I'm watching you, this proverbial raps you have been giving me, all the men I've been meeting, they only give me a different kind of raps. But from the first time I spoke to you, when you asked me for water, I thought you were one of the main men I've had. But from the line of your conversation, you must be a prophet. So he said in verse 19, Sir, I can see that you are a prophet. Yeah. Can you see when God sends a gift your way? Verse 20, look at what the woman said. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that there's a place you must worship. Then Jesus gives you um, in spirit and in truth. Now look at the verse 25. I love this woman. Ah, the woman said, I know that the Messiah is coming. Listen, so God did not just pick this woman because she had had five husbands. God picked this woman because all her life, in the midst of her lifestyle, she had a knowing that a certain Messiah is coming. And I don't know how he looks like, I don't know where he would come from, but there's something unique about this Messiah. And he said that what I know is that when he comes, he would explain things to us. That's all that she knew. So he said, 
the woman said, I know that the Messiah is coming, and when he comes, he will explain everything to us. Verse 26. Then Jesus declared, I am the one speaking to you. Now, for that, the disciples came and they met Jesus. And then the Bible said in verse 28, Then leaving the water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come and see the man who has told me everything. Could this man be the Messiah? This woman could notice when she was talking to the Messiah. Can you notice when God visits you? Are you expectant of the move of God in your life? That is why in Hebrews 13 verse 1 says, Do not be scared to entertain strangers, because some have entertained angels without knowing. But if you are not on the lookout, you will despise the wrong people in your life. That's why the Bible says, or that's why Jesus says, What I say to you, I say to all, watch. I'm always expecting to meet an angel. So I treat everybody well to the best of my knowledge at that moment. Of course, I have weaknesses in relating to people at some times. But you should be able to recognize when the Messiah comes. So I'm always watchful in how I relate with people. I'm always watchful in how I respond to situations because I know that I'm expecting that Goliath, David Goliath moment. Many of us, we miss on opportunities. We miss on things we have prayed for all our lives because we have not watched. Let's look at something in Revelation 16 verse 5. I thought I could do two things to watch tonight, but it seems like I'll be able to only do one. Revelation 16 verse 15. It says, look, I come as a thief. The King James says, watch, I come as a thief. Blessed is he who stays awake and remains clothed, so that so as not to be go naked and be shamed and be shamefully exposed. Jesus is saying the same thing that Charlie, my coming is going to come as a thief. In fact, this thing is in relation to his second coming, but the principle still applies. That when God is coming to change your life, he doesn't give you notice a day before. That's why for some of us, we are frustrated with prophecies. Because you go for a service and they give you prophecy you're about to travel. In your mind, you are traveling next month. In your mind, you are traveling next three months. And every year, you go for the same revival and they tell you, I see you, I saw you, I see you, I see you. And yet, there is nothing seen and sawing about your life. And you forget about the prophecy. And you despise the prophecy. That's what you do. When you realize you are falling asleep on the prophecy. Then when that Kairos moment comes, your passport is not ready. Ah, mercy. May that never be our story. But now let's look at a scenario. A practical scenario where one guy did not miss out on God. Let's go to 1 Kings 19 verse 11. The man of God. 1 Kings 19 verse 11. Now, Jezebel had been threatening this man of God, Elijah, and he went to hide in the cave. And God came to ask him, Charlie, what are you doing over here? Then he told him, Oh, that Charlie, I'm the only one serving you. Uh, Jezebel is threatening me. And God said, My friend, I have 7,000 prophets who have not bowed their knees to bow. You are not the only one who is faithful. Eh? Papa Elijah, cool down. But look at the verse 11. Then God said, Go forth. Stand upon the mount before the Lord, and behold, the Lord passeth by. Listen, this man of God is weary because of Jezebel's threatens and just constantly fighting the prophets about. Now, God comes to him, or an angel appears to him and says that God is passing by. You know the way we say that church, God is in the neighborhood. So you dare go and stand outside. Now look at what happens. A great and strong wind rents the mountains and break in pieces the rocks. 
before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. Hey, this our Lord is interesting. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. But after the earthquake, a fire. <laughs> so God, he said, I'll come outside. I'm coming to pass by. You know, it's like when, when, when dignitaries and diplomats are coming, there are motor riders that will go before them, horse riders and various V8s and different cars. And in one of the cars, the main dignitary. So recently, I think we have the vice president of the United States in Ghana. You see the cars around this lady. It's not small. And in the fleet of cars, she's in one of them. How would you know which of the cars you need to watch? It's the same thing God is doing here. He said, first an earthquake came, or a wind came to rent the mountains. God was not there. Then earthquake came, God was not there. Then fire came, God was not there. So in verse 12, after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not there. And after the fire, a still small voice. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he rubbed his face with his mantle and went out and stood in the entering of the cave. And behold, there came a voice and said, Elijah, what are you doing here? Many of us may have missed God because we'll be looking for God in the winds. We are looking for God in the earthquakes and in the fire. But God is saying, I am that still small voice. And the only way you will not miss out on God is if you are watchful. What I say to you, I say to all, watch. That is why whenever I get exposed or whenever I'm exposing myself to the word of God, I'm always attentive to hear God's voice. There's this story I heard. I don't know how true it is, but there's a story I heard about um, in um, Pastor David Yongichu's church. There's a story that one day he was given the benediction at church and he, he made, I think, one of the prophecies or declarations in the Bible that you shall be like the palm tree, like he was prophesying over his congregation. And according to the story I heard, there was one man who was believing God for a business breakthrough. And as David John Mitchell was prophesying or giving the benediction, he heard that phrase, the palm tree. And according to the story I heard, this man went to invest into palm tree plantation and became the leading producer, if not globally, in, in I think South Korea, I'm not sure about it, South Korea or North Korea, one of the Koreas. <laughs> he became the leading producer of palm oil because this man had that phrase, you shall be like a palm tree. That is what it means to be watchful. So in the midst of that so-called sermon you call boring, in the midst of that boring routine of life, God is going to appear. But he may appear as a form of a giant in Goliath. He may appear as a thirsty man by the water of the well. He may appear as a still small voice. He may appear not in the form you would expect and you miss it. That is why he says that on that day, people will ask me, Lord, when did we see you that we did not feed you? When did we see you that we did not clothe you? When did we see you that we ignored you? He said, 
because you didn't do it for the least of these, you did not do it for me. Because this, you will say that you are not watchful with the people that come your way, the poor people that come your way, the blind people that come your way, the lame people that come your way. You are thinking that God will come as the vice president, God will come as the minister. So you are only looking for ministerial calls. But that I may visit you as a poor person. Would you miss me out or not? And that's why many of us will miss God. Because we are looking for God in the wind. We are looking for God in the earthquake. We are looking for God in the fire. That's why I love the advice that Paul says that you know no man after the flesh. I know a particular friend of mine who says that he will never date a lady who is not using iPhone. I respect his values. <laughs> I respect his choice. But the man that you want to use iPhone, maybe when you saw him, he was wearing his iPhone, so he was holding the yard. <laughs> Uh, and those who don't know what YAM is, it's our term for a non-smartphone in Ghana. But you need to be on the lookout for God. You need to be watchful. Because many of us are missing opportunities. You have no idea the work. You see, Jesus said that my father works up until now. Even so do I work. You see, God is not in heaven occasionally releasing prophecies. Like, our father is a hard-working man. Every day, God is you'll be amazed. Sometimes, when we hear prophecies, especially in certain parts of the world, how God is visiting people, visions that God is, and because in your world, God has not given you vision, you think that He's sleeping. God is working tremendously. He's not a lazy being, He's a hard worker. And God is working in the scenes of your life, but you are missing Him out. So, God is reminding us through tonight's discussion that be attentive. Be like a wise virgin. You don't know the time in which the Father will come into your house. You don't know the time in which that prophecy you have been waiting your whole life would be. Joseph did not know the time. All he knew was that one day he slept. And by the time he woke up, he got a message that Pharaoh is asking of you. Hi. Oh, I'm just getting goosebumps thinking about it. Pharaoh and Joseph woke up that morning. And all he could remember and all he could notice was that he was getting a clean shave because you can't go and see the king looking distorted. They had to give him a good bath. They shaved his head. They put perfume on him. And he stood before the king. And the king said, I heard you can interpret dreams. Harsh. And I'm sure David just, and Joseph just lit it up with smile. And he said to himself, this is the moment that God for the past 13 years of my life has been preparing me for. And he grabbed it with everything that he had. He knew it was being diplomatic after he interpreted the dream. <laughs> and the Pharaoh and the challenge, now you have given me this interpretation, what should I do about it? And Pharaoh said that, you are the one who brought the wisdom, I think you are afraid the wisdom of the gods is in you. So you now come and become the prime minister. I've given you everything except my throne. Hi! In one day, the two bizarre dreams that Joseph had became a reality because Joseph was watchful. If Joseph had settled for Potiphar's wife, he would have missed it. But this guy was eagerly looking. He was alert. He was a wise virgin. He refused to fall asleep on God. He says, God, if you have said it, I am believing you for your word. Every word that God has said concerning your life, believe him for that word because you did not know the time and the place of your visitation. What I say to you, 
I say to all, watch. Ah, I wish I could continue, but our time is up. God willing, I was supposed to do two things to be watchful of. The next one is watch against temptation. But time will not permit us. So let's just get all the juice from this one. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 30, verse 22. Beautiful scriptures. I love the Bible. So encouraging, so refreshing. Isaiah 30, verse 22, or verse 21. He says, And thy ear shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right and when you turn to the left, can you hear that voice when it says, this is the way, walk in it. You don't know where that voice will come. When God will tell you, invest in this, don't invest in that. Some of us, we are praying for that business breakthrough. We are praying for that, that defining moment. But can you hear when that voice says, this is the way, walk in it. Psalm 32 verse 8. It says, I would instruct thee and teach thee in the way thou should go. I will guide thee with my eye. Hey, this is so beautiful. This is so beautiful. God is saying, I would instruct you. I will teach you. You know, there's one, I always, I always give you a story. There's one important person in my life. And when I look at how I met this person, it was an ordinary day, as I would like to say. And I met this person at the corridor. And that changed my life. And I always look at the permutation that God had to put in place for me to meet that person at that particular time, at that situation. Ha! Ah, I would instruct thee. I will teach thee in the way thou shalt go. I will guide thee, not with my words, but with my eye. Can you know when God is guiding me? Are you watchful for the instructions of God? When God says, pick that car, don't pick that car. Go, stay. You said that the instructions will not be a whole paragraph. For example, when Jesus appeared to Saul, he says, you go to the house or go to the street or street. When you get there, you know what to do. Why didn't God give the whole instruction? God gives it in bits. So when you got there, he said, okay, now do this. So God will not give you the full story. He said, you just go to the street or street. When you get there, you know what to do. Then when they got there, the next thing happened. The next thing happened. This is how God will teach you and guide you. Are you watchful for the timing of God? And the last verse that we pray is Proverbs 6, Proverbs 3, verse 6. You would like to look at this in the King James, in the message version. Proverbs 6 is a very popular verse. But let's see how the message version puts it. You will fall in love with us. It says, listen for God's voice. In everything you do, everywhere you go, he is the one keeping you on track. Oh my goodness. I love this Bible. It says, listen. It says, be watchful. Take heed. Observe. Be on the lookout for God's voice in everything you are doing. So when you're about to invest your money, be on the lookout for God's voice. When you're about to say yes or no, to that fine lady or fine gentleman, be on the lookout for God's voice. When you are relating with people and you want to disregard and disrespect people, look out for God's voice. When you are 
in a midst of people, look out for God's voice. For it says, listen for God's voice in everything you do, in everywhere you go. He is the one keeping you on track. I wish I could continue. But I want to just spend some time in prayer. And for this episode, our prayer is one. Lord, may I be watchful. Lord, may I be watchful. We read several verses, all saying the same thing. Ephesians 6, verse 18, he says, watch. Acts chapter 20, verse 31, he says, watch. 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13, he says, watch. Colossians 4, verse 2, he says, continue in prayer and watch in all. He said, watch in the scene with thanksgiving. 2 Timothy 4, verse 5, he says, watch. God is saying, watch out. Why? Because you don't know my time. You don't know when I would come. You don't know when I would visit you. So you just need to be on the lookout. You just need to be observant. You just need to be alert and not fall asleep. Because in one moment, your destiny will change. Just speak to God. My Father, help me to be attentive. He says, listen to God's voice in everything you do. That is why in the beginning of the year, we prayed that we will be alive unto God. And the first indication that you are alive unto God is that you are sensitive to the voice of God. He says, watch. Father, we pray in the name of our Lord Jesus that in this year 2023 and beyond, we will be watchful because we don't know the times and the, that the Father has kept in his own jurisdiction. But we know that we will be watchful in all things. We will continue in prayer and watch on the same with thanksgiving. Father, help us to not fall asleep in the name of our Lord Jesus. Help us to be as the wise virgins who we are having extra oil because we don't know when the midnight cry will come. The Bible said at midnight there was a cry. At midnight there was a cry. We are expecting the cry in the morning, it did not come. We are expecting the cry in the afternoon, it did not come. May we not miss the cry when it comes at midnight because we are going to be watchful. We are going to be on the lookout for God. We are going to be alert for God. We are not missing God in the year 2023. We are not missing the opportunities we have prayed for, we have fasted for, we have sowed seeds for, we are expecting for. We are not missing out on God's timing for our lives. We have the spirit of Issachar. We are knowing the times and the seasons because we are being watchful. We are observing the dealings that God is taking us through, the people that he's bringing our way, the experiences that he's making us pass through because we know when we stand before Goliath, we will make a reference to the lion and the bear we fought in the wilderness. We pray for grace to be watchful. We pray for grace to stay awake and not fall asleep. We pray for grace to always be alert and be on the look out because the time that the father has set in his own accord no man knows but when that time comes we will never miss it in the name of our lord jesus we thank you for reminding us we thank you for your words which are ever fresh ever true ever knowledge we thank you for your word which have been starting oh listen to god i love this scripture listen version in everything you do Father, may we listen to you in everything we do. May we listen to you because you are the one who to keep us right on track. We thank you for this world. What would we do without your influence? Father, remind us of this world constantly. In the name 
of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Remember Mark 13, 37. What I say to you, I say to all. Watch. Watch to ensure that you are always giving God your very best. And we look at this in subsequent scenes. Watch to ensure that you all know Mark nothing. Because sometimes you can own people and you don't even know. But when you are watchful, you know when you owe people now, pay back your debt of life. Thank you for being with us. This is our YouTube channel. And see you next week, even as we look at watching against temptation. See you next week. And have a wonderful weekend watching out for God. Bye-bye.